Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. We got a big one this weekend. The goal of the regular season is to secure the number one playoff spot in your conference because more so than ever, it's the most important thing because there is only one bye week given to a team in the playoffs now. The top team is the only team that gets a bye. And most importantly with that, you get home field advantage in the playoffs. So right now, the Eagles... Yes, they are the number one team in the NFC. Minnesota lost. You know, Dallas is two games behind them. They have a game next week with Dallas. But this Bears game is of crucial importance because they need to obviously secure home field because when we won the Super Bowl in 2017, we had home field throughout the playoffs and you saw how important that was. That's why you want to obviously have it again and more so than ever because of now, back then, two teams got a bye. Now, just one team gets a bye week. But before we talk about this Bears game, you know, injuries, guys who are going to be playing, some signings, we're going to talk about something that has reared its ugly head again. And it's just, it's just comical at this point. And you're probably going to think it's because of what Micah Parsons said. When really, the Micah Parsons aspect of this, I have no, no issues with, um, ah, can I say that correctly? No issues with whatsoever. I like that Micah Parsons said some stuff this week about Jalen Hurts. I love it. I am tired of everybody having to kiss somebody's ass in the NFL. And that goes not just for the NFL, that goes for the NBA, you know, baseball, whatever. I like to see some rivalries. We like to see that stuff. I love that he added fuel to Jalen Hurts' fire. That's what he did. He said that Jalen Hurts... Obviously, he insinuated that maybe he's not the MVP because it might just be the system. And that's fine. He could do that. Who cares? My issue comes from morons. And I use that term lightly. Morons. Like Chris Sims and Bart Scott. These people are just idiots. They played football, by the way. Which just goes to show you how absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous it is that they played football. But they are pathetic with their knowledge of, uh, of the sport. And their continued disrespect of somebody like Jalen Hurts to me is just baffling. I don't get it. I don't get it. Listen, Bart Scott wants to say that the Eagles team and all that, whatever. His stuff didn't really bother me so much because he's always been an idiot and he just is a, wants to be a hot take machine. Um, whatever, good for him. But Chris Sims played quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? He, this guy made it to the NFL. He stunk. Let's just get that out there. He absolutely sucked as a player. He absolutely sucked as a player. I want that known. But he has, you know, somehow hitched his wagon to Mike Florio, which he has. And not that Florio is, you know, obviously some, you know, all-encompassing power in the NFL, but he's hitched his wagon to him. And he got off today and he started shooting his mouth again about how he will not vote for Jalen Hurts for the MVP award. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. Why won't you vote for Jalen Hurts? And you want to hear what this, this absolute, he's just an idiot. He is an idiot. He sucked as a player. He sucks more as a TV analyst, but he's an idiot. Why won't he vote? Well, it's because the Eagles system. The coach had to adjust his scheme because Jalen Hurts couldn't play his scheme, which is categorically false. You know what our coach... This dummy 
essentially is trying to tell everybody. And again, who cares? I could get mad at it. Jalen Hurts is only going to use this stuff as fuel, by the way, so I love that it's said, but I want to get mad at it because I'm so damn tired of the narrative that Jalen Hurts is, you know, essentially being carried here by everything around him because he doesn't deserve that. This guy is an elite football player. He is an awesome football player, and it's pathetic that we are at this point once again where I have to be defending him from people that supposedly played the sport, but let's just digress. Let's get into it. So he says that, you know, the scheme wasn't built for Jalen Hurts. Or that the scheme Sirianni wanted to run is something Jalen Hurts couldn't run. Uh, No, that's actually, like I said, categorically false. What Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, Brian Johnson, all these guys that work for the Eagles, uh, Jeff Stoutland in terms of it, uh, anybody you want to come up with that's in that offensive room, what they did was they developed a scheme that, you know, highlighted the strengths of their quarterback. He touches the ball every play. So let's put him in the most advantageous position and try to highlight his strengths. You know what that's called? That's called being a good coach. I want to say, hey, dummy, you idiot, Chris. Like, you played quarterback, you moron. You absolute moron. You complete, stupid idiot. I want to ask you this. If you went to the NFL and they just said, hey, we're going to run what Baltimore does, what Lamar Jackson with you, how's that going to work? How's that going to work? Seriously, how's that going to work? They're going to put you in that system, but it's going to work because you have to be good enough to play the system the quarterback wants or the coach wants, right? doesn't matter. They don't, don't coach to your strengths. No, you are going to play the system here because if you're a good quarterback, you figure it out. No, you complete idiot. You stupid idiot. You're such a dummy. Uh, no, what they did was they highlighted his strengths. He actually could do all that stuff. By the way, he ranks number one in every category from throwing in the pocket this year. You know, if you watched any of the Eagles games, you would know that if you even studied any of the Eagles stats, you would know that. Oh, he had a reason for that. I'm sorry. His reason is that the offense is loaded. The players around him are so damn good that any quarterback could have this team Rolling. That's how damn good the players are around him. That's a great thing, because guess what? I've never heard of a team winning the Super Bowl that had shitty players around him. You know, have you? Has anybody? Let me ask you that. Has anybody ever heard of a team that won the Super Bowl that sucked? I, I didn't. I don't think it's possible, right? You can't just have Patrick Mahomes put him on the Texans right now and they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's not how it works. Yeah, he would make them better, but he wouldn't make them a champion. Now, here's the thing with Jalen Hurts, right? Our team is stacked, right? It's loaded. They're so loaded on... Now, we'll, we'll just use the offensive side of the ball. They're loaded on offense. Does anybody know what their offense was last year? Who did they replace on offense? They replaced Jalen Rager with A.J. Brown. Now, I agree with you. I totally agree with everybody. That I do agree with the fact that Jalen Hurts getting A.J. Brown has clearly made him a better football player. Absolutely. 100%. I 100% agree with that. But you're telling me the rest of this offense that we, you know, obviously just completely reloaded it because Jordan Mailata started at left tackle last year. Landon Dickerson started at left guard last year. Well, actually, Siamalo did, and then Dickerson came in when he got hurt. Uh, Kelsey started at center. He's still there, right? Now Siamalo's starting at right guard. 
which, you know, obviously is something that helps this team because, you know, we had Brandon Brooks, a lot of guys playing right guard last year. Didn't work. There were injuries at that position. Then at right tackle, we had Lane Johnson. So we have the same thing. In fact, okay, our offensive line has been a little bit more stable in terms of injuries this year. Like Jack Driscoll hasn't had to play guard or any of that stuff. But wide receivers, who were they? They were Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Jalen Rager. So now we have Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and A.J. Brown. Okay, Zach Pascal is an upgraded fourth receiver. You got me there. I totally agree. We started last year at tight end with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Now we have Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll. You know, Grant Calcaterra, and again, that's fine because Dallas Goddard's an elite player, but he's actually been hurt a little bit here too as well. And then our running backs were Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Who are our running backs this year? Are they Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott? Listen, the point being here is this. I am not saying the guys around him haven't gotten better. Sure, Devontae Smith took a leap, obviously. You know, the players on the offensive line have gotten better. Sure, absolutely. Miles Sanders has clearly figured some stuff out this year. They are more comfortable in the offense this year too. But to just simply discredit Jalen Hurts because you think the team around him is just so damn good, you're a complete idiot. Oh, if you put any quarterback on the Eagles right now, they'd be really good. That's a sign of a great team. You're going to tell me if you put Jalen Hurts on the Chiefs, they still wouldn't be good? Is that what you're saying? You're going to tell me if Jalen Hurts went up to Buffalo, they still wouldn't be good? Cincinnati? What if he went to the Chargers? You think they'd be good? I mean, again, I am not trying to take pot shots at any of these quarterbacks because they have nothing, it's not their fault that idiots like this shoot their mouth. But the point being is, you got to tell me all, all these quarterbacks who could come to Philadelphia and they'd be really good. But Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts wouldn't go be successful anywhere else because he has to have a specific scheme ran for him. No, we just have a coach that coaches to the uh, strength of his players. But it's Jalen's fault. It's his fault. These people get on the media, and let me tell you this. This dummy, by the way, two years ago, just as a you know, a little bit more information on him because he's a complete jackass. Uh, two years ago, I think he had Kellen Mond rated as a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts before he started his first game in the NFL as the official starter. I'm talking the 2021 start of that season. He had started a couple games. You know, he beat New Orleans, played really good against Arizona. Kellen Mond didn't even sniff the NFL field yet. He's not even in the league right now, but he was rated higher on his list to show you that he has some type of agenda against Jalen Hurts, which is great. That's good for him because guess what? I don't think Jalen Hurts gives would give a pot to piss in in terms of caring about what the hell a piece of crap like Chris Sims has to say. Now, the funny thing is, speaking of disrespect as well, then, you know, I'm listening to WIP today, and again, I don't care to listen to their afternoon show. I think it's terrible, with the exception that Ike Reese is on there. I like listening to Ike. I mean, Ike knows what he's doing, but Marks and that the producer, they are horrible. Regardless, Marks, oh, I, I think that Jalen Hurts is just, I, I, I think he's, he's good. I don't think he's really good. I think this isn't going to be a thing where he's like at an elite level. This guy has just taken shot after shot after shot at Jalen Hurts as well. And he supposedly is supposed to be a guy who's watching these games. So to, to me, it's like this. If you're actually watching the Eagles play every week and you're coming away from them and going, I think Jalen Hurts is more just a product of this system. It tells me you have an agenda. That's it. There's no way fan or butt. You have an agenda against him. I don't know why. Like I said, I highlighted them a couple weeks ago. Is it because he wasn't a first-round pick? Is it because you thought he got benched at uh, Alabama, so that means he's not good? Is it because his, uh, you know, 
rookie season, his completion percent, like, is this what this is? You know, nobody assumes anybody can get better, right? I just, I don't understand why Jalen Hurts continues to be disrespected. So much to the point, the players and the coach this week are talking about how how he's in the building there, preparing, literally, all the time. Mylotta says on off days when he goes in for treatment, Jalen Hurts' car is already in the parking lot. A.J. Brown will be sending him messages at like past 7 o'clock at night. Jalen Hurts is still in the building studying. I mean, it, th- this isn't a gimmick. He's not trying to put on a show. You know what I mean? Like, this guy legitimately, legitimately just wants to be a great football player. He loves the sport of football. His goal is to be the very best he can be to help his team win. He is not doing this, by the way, so people like an idiot like Chris Sims thinks he's good. He could give two shits about what somebody like Chris Sims has to say. But, I mean, I knew it when they got him. I told everybody, go back to it. Again, like I said, when we talk about this draft, I I mean, I was talking about how I was so mad that the Eagles wasted a second-round pick on a, a quarterback when, you know, they just paid their quarterback. But I talked about in that same thing how I thought, you know what, Jalen Hurts is a winner, number one. So, I mean, like, do I hate the player? Absolutely not. I'm thrilled that we had that player on the team. And it turns out it's the greatest thing that ever happened because it caused, uh, by the way, the Carson Wentz stuff. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But we didn't have all this information about him fighting in the locker room with player, like players. Obviously, nothing of that gets out. We didn't know this. The ownership did. But here we are, fast forward to two years. And here he is still just being disrespected. Oh, well, he didn't have a good playoff game last year. Patrick Mahomes played one of the worst second halves of a football game I've ever seen in that AFC Championship game. Hello? Dude, did everybody at the end of the season go, oh, man, he stinks. I knew it. Well, you got to win in the playoffs. He's only been starting for one year. He got to the playoffs. It's a process. It's a team sport, by the way, number one. But that's the other thing, you know. The Eagles' defense is so good too, right? Okay, cool. Like I said, no bad teams win the Super Bowl. You're going to be on a good team. You know what I mean? Like, was this idiot Chris Sims saying this stuff about, you know, Patrick Mahomes when he had Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid as his coach, one of the best offensive coaches there's been? We all know that firsthand. Great offensive line. Was that being said about Patrick Mahomes? What about Joe Burrow? Do we sit here and talk about, oh, man, he's got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. What about uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know what I mean, Gabe Davis, a good offensive line, a really good defense. Is that stuff said about those guys? It shouldn't be, right? It's not fair. Justin Herbert, right? No, we're hearing about Justin Herbert. Everybody's talking about all the guys that aren't playing for him. And that's why he's not doing so well. Yeah, agreed. But conveniently, when Jalen Hurts does play well, it's eh, it's everything around him. He's just not that good. I just think it's the ego of all these idiots. They just can't admit they were wrong. Now, some have. Don't get me wrong. Dan Orlovsky this week. Listening to that guy. Like, again, it doesn't matter. Who cares what they're saying? But at least if you're somebody who was wrong, 
you could admit, hey, I was wrong, hand up. I thought this guy was never going to sniff whatever it was, and he's blown past it. This isn't you had to be right from the beginning. I'm not one of those guys who points and says, hey, you doubted him at the beginning, you're a fool. No, I point my finger at you now because the evidence has just clearly shown you that this guy has figured out how to not just be a good player, how to be the best player at his position in the NFL, and yet you're still trying to bring him down because you have to prove your narrative right from a couple of years ago? You're a loser. But keep feeding him. Keep fueling his fire because that's what this is. It's just fuel. I... I I mean, I feel terrible that he has to hear this stuff because he doesn't deserve it. But at the same time, I love that he gets to hear it because this school, this guy just puts it right into the gas tank. Just absolutely pathetic. And that's what football has become. Now, while we're on him, I did want to highlight that we were going to talk about you know the MVP, right? Because this is the other point of this. People don't want to vote or vote for him for MVP, right? Well, Jalen Hurts is a considerable favorite in the MVP. From you know these are from BetMGM, you know points bet, you know Caesar Sportsbook, DraftKings. Essentially, he's about a minus one fifty to minus one eighty favorite, which is a pretty big favorite to win the MVP. Patrick Mahomes being second, uh, Joe Burrow third, Josh Allen four. You know, then you got two with Tagovailoa, five. You know, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson. You know, Geno Smith even on these lists. That's kind of where it's at right now. But it's really, it looks like it's down to Hurts, Mahomes, maybe Burrow. It's Jalen Hurts' award to win or lose, as it should be. If the Eagles take care of business, he should win the MVP. But it's just so funny that we're, we're sitting here and we got to continually talk about the disrespect that this guy gets. It's just funny. You know, our, the, the Super Bowl odds, right? By the way, our team is stacked, right? All you hear is all anybody could do it. Anybody could be the quarterback on this team. Yet, the Eagles aren't the favorites to win the Super Bowl, according to FanDuel. The Buffalo Bills are my, are, what are they? Plus 380. The Eagles are plus 450. They're tied with the Chiefs, who are plus 450. Then San Fran, Dallas, and Cincinnati. By the way, that right there should tell you the disrespect of Jalen Hurts. Again, it's just disrespect. Well, he's not one of those guys, right? He's not one of those quarterbacks. He can't do it. Okay, cool. Keep, like I said, just keep fueling him. I love it. There's another thing. They, they come out. It's QBR rankings, right? That's supposed to be, hey... You can't hide. You can hide a passer rating, but you can't hide a QBR because it's it's a more encompassing you know measurement of how a quarterback plays. It incorporates everything that they do. Now, is it perfect? Far from. But you want to know what the top five guys in the league are in QBR? It's Patrick Mahomes is number one. Okay. Two is two. Josh Allen's three. Jalen Hurts is four, and then a little bit of a drop off to five, where it's Geno Smith. Oh, you see, he's not the top in that stat. Okay. Like I said, it's a more encompassing stat. In no way is it perfect, though. But just funny that, you know, there, he's in the top four in that category, or in that statistical measurement as well, which would be something a lot of people use to try to disqualify people from. I don't want anybody else. I said it all along. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. 
I'm done hiding from it. He is the absolute best quarterback in the NFL. But these people just want to disrespect Jalen Hurts. And it's people in Philly media, like I said, that moron of the Marks and Reese show. Marks just li- likes to, that, yeah, he's not that good. Oh, I would, tra- the, the, I would trade Herbert for him. Like, I just don't, I, I just don't. Again, you're entitled to your opinion. But these people have opinions because they made conclusions about this guy two years ago. And they will not get off it because they're ego maniacs. That's the one thing about sports media. I keep, like I'm telling you, I just hate it. It's okay to admit you were wrong. We all have our things and our opinions and our takes. And I get it. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. That's why it's a take. It's not a fact. It's a take. And I don't have a problem with people giving out takes. Taking chances and saying things, but if you're proven wrong, put your hand up and say, hey, missed on that one. I was wrong. Like I said, I thought when the Eagles picked Hurts, it was the stupidest pick ever. They just paid their quarterback. They're picking a quarterback in round two. Hand up. I was wrong. It wasn't the stupidest pick. It was the greatest pick in the history of the team. Like, in fairness, though, I didn't doubt the player. Now, I, I mean, really, that'd be like me saying, though, I doubted the player, so now I could just always sit on that and try to hold that down because, gosh forbid, anybody admits that they were wrong. You know, you can't admit you were wrong ever. I mean, it, it would just make television a lot better. It would, it, you'd be more informative to people that are fans rather than all these idiots because they go on social media like the impressionable people in high school and kids and that and that they got to do all their tweets to just try to start fires because that's what they see these people on TV do. They just they say stuff to start fires. They don't mean what they say. They just say it to start a fire because they're looking for engagement. They're looking for interaction. They want you to like that tweet. They want you to retweet. They want you to share. They want you to tag them. They want you to post. They want you to make them trend. That's what this world's become. And it's not just sports and everything, but I mean, it just absolutely sucks. And it just sucks that Jalen Hurts continues has to hear hearing this disrespect. Like I said, selfishly, I like it because I know he's using it as fuel. But I mean, come on now. Are we going to give this guy a break eventually or not? It's pathetic. I'm going to pause here for a brief moment. When I come back, I am going to go over the transactions from this week, give a heads up what's going into this Bears game as we prepare to hopefully get this thing to 13-1. and But here is a brief word from Anchor. So let's go over some transactions the Eagles had this week because they had a couple injuries. And we're going to start with Reed Blankenship, who it looks like may have avoided a serious injury in terms of a season-ending injury. It looks like it's going to be a couple weeks. It looks like it's just a knee bruise, but uh looks like he won't be playing this Sunday, so we'll be down to our third-string safety. Now, who's the question? Is it going to be uh, Kayvon Wallace, or is it going to be somebody they signed to their practice squad, a familiar face, Anthony Harris? Anthony Harris is back, and my guess is Anthony Harris will be used as a call-up this week. They can't call up Andre Shashray unless they sign him to the active roster. It doesn't look like that's happening, so... Looks like it'll be Anthony Harris, Kayvon Wallace, and Marcus Epps as the safeties with Josiah Scott there as well. Uh, I don't know who's going to start. My guess would be Wallace and uh, Epps, but again, Harris is here. He started last year. Wouldn't surprise me if it's Harris. Now, Aaron Sipos didn't get as lucky as Reed Blankenship. He is 
done for the regular season. They might be done for the season. So what the Eagles did was they brought in Brett Kern. They signed him to the practice squad. They're not going to use a roster spot on Kern. They're going to use him as the practice squad player. And Brett Kern will be the punter now. I uh, came essentially out of retirement. He's got a punt. He's an accomplished punter. Did have his best season maybe last year. But um, he was going to be the Bills punter when they had to release uh, Matt Ariza earlier this year to the allegations against him. But he said no. He didn't want to do it yet. But here he is now in... Obviously, December gets an opportunity with the Eagles, and Brett Kern is going to be the punter now going forward. Also on injury note, somebody who was activated into the 21-day window was Dallas Goddard. Now, it doesn't mean Goddard is going to play. My guess is he will play. He says he's 95%. Um, but again, there's a lot of people believe that maybe you hold him off because you know the next game is obviously of more importance because it's a division game. Um, listen, if he could play, he could play. Everyone's important now. We just need to win three of our last four games. It doesn't matter then what happens in that Cowboys game. I know you want to win it, obviously, but hey, it's football. It's hard. You know, you you don't you, you got a little bit of a cushion here. Doesn't mean you start just taking chances. Hey, if Dallas Goddard's good to go, he feels he's good to go and he's cleared, he's playing. And again, there's a spot open because Sipos is gonna go on IR. So I mean, there's a, a roster spot. It's going to be cold. Chicago's defense isn't the best unit. Hertz made it a point this week to talk about, you know, he was getting these questions about this stupid crap, and yet he said to the media, hey, you know, you can ask me about the Bears. It's kind of like with the Cardinals. You know, you can ask me about the Cardinals. He's prepared. You know, I think Jaquan Brisker leads their team in sacks, which is their safety, which isn't a high thing, obviously. Justin Fields, though, presents a very unique challenge. He's a very obviously athletic quarterback. He's going to go for 1,000 yards rushing. They do not have strong targets at wide receiver. Darnell Mooney being their best one this season, he's hurt. To me, it's like it's a perfect game where you can just put your corners out there and say, you man up. Force them to beat you with his arm if he wants, but I'd be manning up. I'd be playing a lot of uh, spies on Fields, and uh, you know, you, you could bring some heat on him. It's, this is a game where if you're going to blitz, you could blitz Justin Fields for sure. Do I think they will? Probably not. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't be fearful of having to go one-on-one with their guys on the outside versus our guys or Maddox or anybody. Especially when you know, obviously, your secondary isn't at the full complement you want it to be at. And that's a tough thing going forward. It's like this is a, a prep for possibly what your secondary is going to look like against Dallas. Because I'm guessing Blankenship isn't going to be able to play in that game as well. Gardner Johnson won't be obviously eligible to play in that game. So, got to make do with what you got. But the Eagles are clearly the better team. The Bears are completely in a rebuild here. They should take care of business. It's going to be really cold and windy. I think like 20 degrees. But hey, that's what we're gonna, That's the advantage the Eagles want in the playoffs. Right? Get Start getting used to it. Play some cold weather games now. We got to start getting used to it. I think the Eagles are going to run the Bears up a little bit. I do. I mean, they're just a better team. It is what it is. But Chicago definitely has some challenges. Like, Hurt or Fields could play. You know what I mean? He is uh, He's absolutely a weapon. But I'm going to say the Eagles take care of business here. Three scores. I'm going to say the Eagles 34, the Bears 12. Should be that type of game.
Stop disrespecting Jalen Hurts. And guess what? The beautiful thing is he has, what's this, two months? He could prove everybody, you know, I mean, he could just keep proving his point. Keep doing what you got to do. Make these idiots just look dumber and dumber with their comments. Proof's in the pudding. The beautiful thing about the NFL is it's settled on the field, and Jalen Hurts is going to do just that. I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. And as always, go Eagles, go.